It's back. This week's episode is brought to you by the Goodbye Burnout 5-Day Challenge. If you missed it in February, it's now available to you again. Listen, as women, we are the nurturers of the world, and we can't do the most good in the world unless we ourselves are healthy. I've distilled almost seven years of health coaching into a super simple system to get you started on your journey back to health, even if your to-do list is a mile long. Want to turn the burnout train around? Let's do it together. It's free, and you can get started immediately. Visit isgood slash goodbye burnout. That's is dot gd slash goodbye burnout, all lowercase, to join or click the link in the show notes. See you soon. Life's complicated and overwhelming enough, especially for those in mission-driven work. Let's make your journey to health as simple and sustainable as possible. I'm Lisa Baker, and I want to welcome you to the Simply Health Coaching Podcast, where it's the food, and it's more than the food. On this podcast, we'll talk about the food you put in your mouth and everything else that nourishes you or doesn't, with special attention paid to the problems and opportunities facing women burning out in mission-driven work. Starting with season two, we're going to spend time talking with three types of guests, women experiencing burnout in mission-driven work, conventional and alternative practitioners who serve them, and with others whose lives intersect with them and their organizations, in particular with individuals looking to implement innovative ways to fund the holistic health of these women. My vision is a world in which you can be well while doing good, and my mission is to give you the simple resources and practices and some helpful connections to get there. Let's get started. Hello, I'm here today with Sharissa Allen, who is a proud native of Ypsilanti, Michigan. As the oldest of eight children, she learned at an early age the importance of both family and the teachings of the Holy Spirit. Sharissa's career of over 25 years in social work has given her the opportunity to touch many lives in a positive way. She's worked on several committees throughout her life, in her church, community, and in her career. Her commitment to women is not just limited to her career as a social worker. She is devoted to making changes and transforming the lives of women everywhere. She's the owner operator of Do You See What I See LLC, a motivational speaker and a transformational life coach. Sharissa tackles tough issues that inhibit women from living productive and healthy lives. She's committed to educating them on how to become strong, independent and loving women the primary objective being breaking historical cycles of self-destructive behaviors while encouraging a sense of purpose, belonging, and pride. She's a proud graduate of Eastern Michigan University, completing both her bachelor's and master's degrees there, and a proud member of Delta Sigma Theta sorority. Sharissa is the president and founder of Women and Men Working for Change, a nonprofit organization serving the Ypsilanti community, and she's currently preparing for the leadership experience tour that will allow her to live out her childhood dream of being on stage, speaking in front of a national audience. And we'll talk about that for sure. So welcome, Sharissa. Thanks for joining me. Right. Hey, Liza, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. 
Now, I have heard you speak twice at WXW, which is where we met, and I, I just guarantee that this conversation will make people laugh, weep. <laughs> you take us on the journey. <laughs> Both times I heard you speak, I was like, this woman is magic. <laughs> so I'm delighted to have you here, and I warned you. My first question is always the same. Uh, in my work as a health coach, I talk about um, the foods that we put in our mouths and also our lifestyle choices as kale or kryptonite, meaning they can be very nourishing, like a superfood, or they could be a little toxic, like kryptonite. So tell us, what is your kale? What's the one thing you try to do daily because you know it is so nourishing for you? Well, I actually do get my water intake in. That's one thing I'm working on doing daily. And I have a big 68 ounce big jug and I'm drinking it. And, and your skin is amazing. I will just say. <laughs> Thank you. I am drinking it, but that's thanks to my uh, personal trainer, Luana Robinson. Oh, from the oh yes, we know her. Luana, <laughs> after we had that, I uh, made a decision to go on and and get my start getting my health in order uh, oh. amongst other things. But yeah, so I'm working on my water intake. Much that's as I love drinking great. water, I don't know, during this pandemic, it has been, that has been a struggle, but I make it a daily thing now. I make yeah. it a daily part of my routine now. That's wonderful. Congratulations. That's that's usually the first thing I ask my coaching clients is, so how much water are you drinking? <laughs> so, I usually have it sitting with me, but I didn't want to drink it. <laughs> well, that's okay. Well, you're allowed. <laughs> and how about your kryptonite? What sometimes sneaks in that maybe isn't such a good thing? Oh, my breads and my rice and my, my potatoes, oh. my breads, rice and potatoes. I have been doing so well, Liza. I have been doing great. Let me say not well, great. And then I am, I am, am an emotional eater. So it doesn't have to be a bad emotion. It could just, my excitement, my nervousness, like I'm preparing for the leadership experience tour. And some days when I think about it, I get excited and nervous and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to go to my comfort foods. You yeah, know. So, those are your go-tos. Oh, yep, I think. You know how people love dessert? Liza, yeah. I love me some rice and cheese. I love some bread. I love me some potatoes. Yeah. Yep, those white foods, right? Those white really foods. white comfort uh, foods. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I remember my my white food phase was when I was pregnant and it was just like that's all I wanted to eat. Like yeah. that's it. <laughs> yep, I totally get that comfort, that comfort from it. Yeah. So Sharisa, uh, tell us what it is you're doing now and how you got there. Tell us your journey. Well, right now I am working on uh, increasing my life coaching clients. I am a transformational life coach. But as you said earlier, I am a social worker. I've been in the business, I believe, I always say I believe probably right at 30 years. And I just put in my, uh, yeah. I just say, over 25 because honestly I don't really I don't keep count real good but I know it's over 25 probably at 30 years I'm a social worker limited licensed social worker but what I love is working with women and that's what I'm doing I am a motivational speaker I have been on panels I have done workshops breakout uh I've done breakout rooms I am 
all things that empower women. So right now I'm working on, again, the American, uh, the leadership experience tour. And I am increasing my client base for my transformational life coaching. And so that's what I'm doing right now. And are you uh, going to eventually phase out the social work and just be coaching? Is that the goal? By the grace of God, Liza, that is my goal. That uh, is my goal to phase that out and go into business full time. And so I am really, that's really, that's where I'm at right now. I really am working on doing all of that right now. I'm setting systems in place, putting things in place, uh, making investments right now to be a full-time motivational speaker, speaker and transformational life coach. So, yeah. Mm. That's exciting. So, Yay. I'm so excited for you. I, I did the same life. thing. I wasn't planning on telling people that. I wasn't planning on telling I the world. pulled it out of you. <laughs> you got it out of me. People, usually people don't ask me that. They usually just, just talk with me. They never yeah. ask me that. <laughs> all right. It's out there in the universe so, now. That's all you need to do, right? You just need yeah. to put it out there, yeah. you know? now it's going to happen. So yeah. yay. I'm glad I drew it out of you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so thrilled that you're doing it this way too. I did the same thing. And, and it was just, it was so nice to have that flexibility of, yes, I still have a steady income and I can try, start coaching on the side. And then I could coach a little more and work a little less, <laughs> gradually make and, that and transition. That's what I'm doing. I really want it to be a women's, I, I've done women's empowerment groups. And so I'm doing that. I wanted to move it to a group base. I like the individual coaching, but I love the group based yeah. uh, coaching. So I really want to move it to that. But it's all things women. It is all things women. That's what I love. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us when you think about your work, specifically with women who may be sort of heading towards burnout or already burned out, are there any commonalities that you've identified? Well, I'll say one of the commonalities is we as women give of ourselves until we are an empty whale and we then still try to give of ourselves. And, I, and I'm one because, you know, Liza, being in my group, hear me speak, you know, I talk about me before I talk about anybody else. And that's really what it is. We truly, we give till we have no more to give. Yeah. And then there's somebody, there's somebody leeching and somebody's pulling and somebody needs and somebody's asking. And there we are. Yeah. Being the go-to person. So yeah. Chronic caregiving, I call it. Yeah. yeah. Chronic yeah. caregiving. And the, um, most of the women that I work with are in sort of helping professions, mission-driven work. And so they, their work is helping other people all day long. And they come home and guess what? <laughs> Everybody wants a piece of mom. <laughs> you know? yeah. Everybody, I mean, and it's, 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 we laugh, but it's really serious because mm, we, we get into that. One of the things I was telling you about is that comparison yes. of what others are doing and making sure we're not left behind and get somebody coming to work 10 minutes early. So I have to stay 10 minutes later. You know, we yeah. could, we bottle ourselves into a comparison yeah. module. And yeah. that, say more about that, because I know that's one of the topics you're super passionate about. Yes. I'm, I'm passionate about comparison, stealing our joy. Mm -hmm. And it really does with all of us there. Are, and, and I'll say this, 
generally, but it really does apply. We all have experienced times where we begin to compare ourselves. Compare and despair, right? There we go. And, yeah. and oh, I'm 50 or oh, I'm 40 or I'm 30 and I'm supposed to be here or I should have two kids, a house and a picket fence or I should have a bachelor's or a master's degree or I should have whatever it is. It could be something small, you know, just as I was saying about the whole burnout, yeah. going to work, comparing yourself to your coworker. Every, we all work different. We all have different gifts and talents. And that is what makes us unique. And that's something that I had to learn, Like I had to learn that I really am me and I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. And what to do. Yeah, and I wonder if you've noticed also, you know, we do, you use the word should a lot when you were saying that list of things, you know, I should be this, I should have that. Whenever I hear that, I always tell clients like, ooh, check yourself. Like, where's that should coming from? Is that an internal feeling or is that something coming from the outside, coming from the social media, coming from the, the media in general? You're like, where is that should coming from? But what else I've noticed is that women especially tend to, we tend to compare ourselves to who we used to be. Yes. Like I used to weigh this much. I used to eat yes. this way. I used to be able to do this workout. And then it's the same thing. It's like, you're comparing yourself, but it's to you 10 years ago, 20 years ago, almost as unhelpful as should. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I'll even say with that, because one of the things I promised myself, the only person I would compare myself is to me. And that's for the betterment. The yeah. woman I was yesterday, that day before, last week, last month, last year, but that's for my betterment. I want to do a reflection and see if we're not doing reflection time, then we're, we're no good to ourselves. We can continue to compare ourselves to who we were yesterday, last week, last month. But if it's not to, to truly reflect and check off, how do we respond? I have got goosebumps. I love yeah. what you're talking about so much because I'm always trying to get people to sort of flip their thinking, like reframe that. So you, what you're saying is, yes, look back, but don't look back thinking, oh, I wish it were still that way. Yeah. Look back and think, oh, look where I am now. And I, cause I'll never be, I'll, I'll never be that high school weight again, Liza. I, I, I have what is, what is the meme? I still fit into the earrings that I wore in high school. Well, yes, I know, you're jealous, yes, you know? Yes. <laughs> Like, that's about it. I probably, I still have the same shoe size, but <laughs> I promise you I'll never fit into those clothes that I used to wear. But that person I was, see, I was 10 years ago, angry and mad. 20 years ago, I was pissed off. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I'm not that woman anymore. I have done work to move forward in life. I recognize my triggers. When we're talking about what's your kale and kryptonite? I recognize when my kryptonite starts coming up, it's because I'm nervous, I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm excited. It's my emotion. And mm. so I know that. So I know, okay, Teresa, you can't eat the whole potato, the whole potato. <laughs> well, I might, but you, you, you understand what I'm saying, Liza? You can't yeah. do that. Okay, Sharissa, why are you upset with her or them or that situation? Yeah. What's that trigger? So that's when I, when I talk about comparing myself to the woman I was yesterday, the day before last month, last year, I'm talking about that, Liza. That I love this so much. much. Yes. Yeah. And so, so that I don't get burned out. I have been in places I have, and I'm honest, you know, 
I'm transparent. That's the beauty of it. I'm transparent. I have wrote a whole book. Ain't nothing nobody can say about me that I have not said about myself. So I, I have gone to work. There are times even now, even in this pandemic, because I'm a different type of social worker, I start comparing myself to other social workers at the school. And then I'm like, I do me. I do me. I do the social work I've been doing for the last 25 years, refining it every year. And this is who I am. I'm not about to uh, try to be in a marathon with anybody. What she does, what he does, what they do, that's how they work. This is how Sharissa works. And it's best for me because if I'm, once I start, once I catch myself comparing, I have to backpedal. I have to give myself a timeout. Yeah. yeah. Because then I pigeonhole, I put my, I pigeonhole myself. And then guess what? Then I'm emotionally eating. Mm-hmm. You see? Yeah. And then that negative chatter begins to penetrate my soul. So yeah. it's a domino effect. And if it's if if it's for me to your audience that is listening, I promise somebody's gonna raise their hands, gonna pop themselves, gonna be like, oh Liza, oh, that's Sharisa girl. <laughs> yeah, she got me. Yeah, got me a little. Huh? You know, because we have to be real. It is comparison is real out here, and much as we want to say we don't, we do. Yeah, yeah. Say more about what comparison does to us. I mean, it's definitely stealing our joy. Isn't there? Isn't there a quote about that? Who was that? That's what Teddy Roosevelt said. Teddy comparison Roosevelt. Yeah, com- President Teddy Roosevelt once said, "Comparison is the thief of our joy." And when I realized, Liza, that it really was comparison. And mine came from a childhood trauma. Mm. Mine was from a childhood trauma being molested. And and so it it kept me in a dark space. And as I said before, mad, angry, pissed off. But but 10 years ago, I wouldn't dare admit that. I would be mad if somebody said, oh, Sharissa is mean. No, I'm not. I am. I'll give you the shirt off my back. Because I would, but that's if you dare to come in my circle. Yeah. You understand? And once you dare to come in my circle and got to know me, you know I'm funny, I'm kind, I'm loving, I got a sassy tongue. But I have my defense built up also. And so if you trigger that, then my defense went up. But that was my comparison. I compared myself to women everywhere, Liza, women mm-hmm. everywhere. And it's it's a process. And that's what I want your audience really to understand, Liza. All of this is a process. It truly is a process. And so until we are ready to work, forgive, and begin to love on ourselves, healing will never take place. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, I I love that idea that it is a process because that does allow for that sort of, for lack of a better work, backsliding. Like you notice when you start to compare, you actually go back to the person that, that you don't really want to be anymore. Right. That's like a a, a negative comparison to the past. You're going back to that place where you didn't want to be. And that's when your kryptonite sneaks in. And I think that's so important that when you think about this as a process, we constantly take two steps forward, one step back. And yet, because you're doing one more step forward than you are backwards, you'll get there, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. As long as you stay, long as you stay, and I'm for 
I'll say stay in the game. Long as you stay in the game, you're going to win. Yeah. You're going to win. I always talk about the winner circle. See, I, I claim things. The other things that I do when you talk about Kel and Kryptonite, my Kel is getting up, reciting my affirmations, giving up, giving, waking up, giving thanks. I don't care what the day was before. I give thanks for just being here one more time to try to get it right, to try to pour into someone's life, to try to give back what was given to me. Yeah. And so my kryptonite at times is, again, trying to pour when it ain't nothing in there to pour. But right. that's, that's what it is for me. It truly is a process. And if your audience doesn't get anything else from me, I want them to truly understand and know that it's a process, Liza. Yeah. It doesn't happen. And it's no age limit. It's not, we, we in America, one of the things I do know about America, we, we pigeonhole ourselves. We have labels, we have expectations. And then we all, we grow up. And if we don't meet those expectations, being married with children and grandchildren, living in a three, four bedroom home with two and a half bathrooms with a gated fence and two cars, then uh, somehow, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so then that messes with women's. That's 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 the trigger of messing with a woman's mind and her thought and mm -hmm. and what she's worth. Yeah. Yeah. That value question is huge. And I think it, it gets it gets larger after we pass 40, because in, in American society in particular, there's sort of this like, oh, you're 50, not interested in you anymore. <laughs> when I tell you I'm over 50 and I'm loving it. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm Sisters. Loving it. I'm loving it. And I, I and when people, you know, I, I get tickled because when when men meet me or, or, or other people, but men, you know, I'll, I'll talk and I'll just say something to trigger a conversation about, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm 50, over 50, well, I'm over 50 and, you know, I have three children, this is their age and I see, you know, my daughters are twins, they're 35, I think my son, I think he'll be 23, I can never get his age right, but uh, he's in his 20s and I see people, you know, trying to count in their head, you know, and so I'm like, you 50? But I'm loving it. And what I realized is the one thing I do realize is I have more days behind me than I have ahead of me. And so I don't have time for comparison. Burnout, I cannot allow myself to burn out because then I can't run the race and I can't do what I have, what has been assigned to me to do. Yeah. And I can't be the best version of Sharissa. Yep. Oh, beautifully said. Yep. So tell me with your, in, in your work with women coaching, um, what about being a transformational life coach uh, and working with women really astonishes and excites you? The word transformational is an action word. It's action. It's transforming. You're watching like a metamorphosis, a, a, a woman in a metamorphosis stage. She, she's going through some changes. She's going through the fire but she's coming out gold, you know. Um, she's not scathed or staffed by the fire. She's able to walk, you know, she's taking, she's allowing me to take her on that journey, allowing me to journey with her, should I say. And so I get to, I get to see the women cry. I get to see them come in with this 
you know, um, I just, you know, I just thought I needed you for this. And, you know, and I have this together. And then after you say lies, and then the tears come, right? Yes. <laughs> then, they, then they get mad at me. And But it's a transformation that is taking place. Mm-hmm. And what I remind them is, I don't have anything to do with it because they're doing the work. And yeah. that's what I love. The women who put in the work. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I neglected to mention that you also have a nickname, which is the activator. <laughs> yes, yes. And oh my gosh, when I say my friends have taken this on and I love it and I feel so humble. I really do. I feel so humble when they say, hey, Sharisa G, the activator, you take me from stagnation to activation. Yes, so, yes. So that is really what I've noticed both times that I heard you speak because, you know, you're in this big group of women or in a small group of women and people are kind of sitting there like, hmm, not, not really doing much. And then by the end, you have them laughing, crying, jumping up and down, stamping their feet, clapping, you know, shouting amen. <laughs> and you know what? And I'm glad you were there. And I, and I, and I always say, I was saying that um, back in October, right, when we, when we did the second one and, yeah. and I was still in the space, you know, I'm, I'm in a space of grieving now. I'll, I'll be transparent with that. I'm still in a space of grieving. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I did lose my mother in April. And, and it's still, you know, grief is a whole nother level of the game. That could be a whole show too. But yeah, uh, I was tickled just to hear you say, oh, yes, when I saw your name come across, I was like, yes, because you don't know who you are touching. When you're speaking, I'm sitting up there looking like I don't really see happy faces, but not knowing, you know, that they're yeah. in that, oh, I don't want to jump up because I'm yeah. in everybody. I don't want to, you know, be like, yes, <laughs> and scare the speaker. But I appreciate that. I appreciate you. And I'm humbled by you allowing me this platform to share what I do and to share. It is when I say I get happy, like today I walked out and I said, oh, God. You know what I need. I needed that sunshine. I needed your sun shining. And I'm so happy that I get to speak. If I could do this, let me say this. When I'm able to do this every day, Liza, my heart will be overjoyed. Yep. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm so excited that you're going national, Sri. so I can't even tell you. But I do have to circle back also and say, yes, today in Michigan is really amazing. Last night I was out with the dog and I thought this is so sparkly out here. It's so pretty, you know, and then this morning I got up and the sun was out. I was like, yes. yes. (laughs) I'm sitting here like it really is beautiful out. So it's also booger freezing cold out there. (laughs) Well, it is that too, but I took a walk. I did take a walk to the mailbox and I was like, it is, it just, it feels good. It gives you life. And that's, that's one of the things that we do here in Michigan. We, yeah. That vitamin D is, is, is <laughs> it's real. It's Yeah, and it's hard to come by, yeah. yeah. And so I'm glad that we do have sun and it, it helped me even come on the podcast today. I get it. These are the things I get excited about, Liza. Yeah, like having simple. To speak the podcast, I'm like, this is what I love. Yep, yep, and it shows. <laughs> so one final question before, before we direct people to how to find you is, what do you think could really reduce the amount and the level of burnout among women, especially those in mission-driven fields. But you know, like the pandemic has been brutal on women even more than on men. So you can speak to the pandemic part of it or just in general, what do you think could help us 
Well, in general, what I would say is we as women must begin recognizing the power in saying no. Mm, yes, exactly. No is a complete sentence, Liza. It truly is. It is a complete sentence. And we as women who are nurturers, caretakers, therapists, doctors, CEOs, all of those labels that are given to us, titles that are given to us, we forget that no is a complete sentence. We think it needs to be followed up by some sort of apology or (laughs) not allowing our guilt because see, that's what we do. We guilt ourselves into saying, yes, we want to apologize or we want to follow up. See, Liza, just ask me a question. Ask me a question. Ask me a question that has to do with me giving up myself or my time or my talent. Sharisa, I would love it if you could come and talk to my clients. Would you do an extra show for me? No. Not right now, but I could in a couple months. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And instead of leaving it at no, because Liza loves me and she she yeah. appreciates me and she enjoys what I give. Now I'm going to, I said no. Then I said, not right now. Then I said, well, in a couple months. Yeah. So basically you've said yes. Yeah. And over <laughs> what I've done is I've opened myself for negotiation. Yeah. So yeah. that then now I, I'm negotiating. You're, you're in your head now. Well, she said right now. You're yeah. already like, well, I'm like, oh, I'll follow up with her in April. Yeah, there you go. There <laughs> She's you on my go. calendar. <laughs> there you go. And so right there. Yeah. We don't, we, we don't, the power of no. Yes. The power of no. Yeah. There's this wonderful book, uh, like business strategy book, I believe, called Getting to Yes, all about negotiations. And I think the the one book that women need to have is is getting to know. And yes. oh <laughs> no. And then that leads to us setting boundaries. Yeah. Setting boundaries. Yes. Wow. So Tuesday is my day that I do absolutely nothing or absolutely what I want to do. Right. And if nothing is what I want to do, I don't do anything. I don't get dressed. I don't comb my hair. I don't want to brush my teeth. I don't have to do that because I'm not doing anything. Because Tuesday. <laughs> because it's Tuesday. You understand what I'm saying? But yeah. we will, we won't set boundaries mm, because yeah. again, we as nurturers and social, especially social workers, you know, we want everybody to be all right. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. And I love how that really just sort of brings it full circle to, you know, we can think about, you know, what can others do to make burnout less of an issue for us, but it has to be us, right? We have to activate that ability to set boundaries. We yeah. have to activate ourselves. And we have to, yeah. there you go, that activation. And if you, if you notice everything I have, my tagline, who I am, my title of transformational coach, motivational speaker, it's all action. Yeah. It's all yeah. action. I, I am here to take you from stagnation to activation, transformational. It means that you are going to open yourself to be willing to take steps. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Now, I want to give you a chance to talk about your speech coming up in April, how we can find you, anything we need to know to find Sharissa Allen. 
Okay, well, audience, it's me, it's Sharisa G, and I am, I have been chosen, should I say, to be a speaker on the Leadership Experience Tour 2021. This is hosted by Sean Fair and the Fair Consulting Group. It will be held at the Embassy Suite in Troy, Michigan on April 10th, 2021. I am in the morning show. I'll be in the morning show from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. If you will go to my website, www.sharisag.com, you can purchase your tickets. There's a link for purchasing your tickets. And let me say this, because I know some of you are like, it's COVID. This is a live stream link. So please take time to go purchase your tickets. And when I say this show is going to be fire, it is going to be fire. It's going to be lit. We have some outstanding speakers. I can say this. I am surrounded by greatness. We have speakers talking about helplessness, hopelessness, happiness, education, information. Whatever you think you might want to hear, it'll be there. Oh, excellent. All right. I'll make sure to link all that up in the show notes. I also have your social media handles. We'll put you up there. And so thank you so much for being with us. No, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I would like to add that right now I am doing free consultations. I'm doing 30 minute free consultations for anyone who may be in the need or shopping for a transformational life coach. Someone who needs a little activation. A little activation, yes. (laughs) Now, is that also at sharisag.com? Is that also? That's also at my website. You can book book me there, contact me there. All of that, you can go to my website and have access to me. So I'm hoping to hear from you. I'm hoping that you will purchase your ticket and come on in the room and let all of us take you from a place of stagnation to activation. Woo! Thank you, Sharisa. Thank you for allowing me this time, Liza. I enjoyed myself. (laughs) I couldn't tell. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Please note that any suggestions provided on this show are not meant to replace medical advice, and the opinions of the guests on this show are their own. And Simply Health Coaching and Elizabeth A. Baker, LLC, neither endorse nor take responsibility for statements made by guests. Let me know your thoughts about the episode and share your biggest takeaways and aha moments. And let me know who else you want to hear from on the topic of being well while doing good. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor, as well as through some of the other listening platforms. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast in your listening app so you never miss an episode. Love the podcast? You can support it with a donation directly from the podcast homepage in most listening apps. If you'd like to know more about my work, visit my website at simplyhealthcoaching.com. As always, the link is in the show notes.